podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Fiat Podcast with me. Um, so I'm going to give you guys a little quick life update because life has been super busy. As you can tell, I haven't put out one of these since World Youth Day. So this podcast will not stop, but I do have to slow it to like every month because I moved back onto school and I have like a bajillion things going on. I moved into the dorms. I started my job at the library. I've been trying to like meet people. Also, I started class, which is a lot of work. <laughs> so today we have a special guest. Her name is Maggie. Say hi, Maggie. Hi, Maggie. <laughs> okay. Um. No. Say actually hi to the podcast. Hi, podcast. It's so exciting to be here. I'm super stoked. Hello, world. My podcast debut. Podcast debut. Okay. Maggie, would, can you, like, lead us in a little prayer? I would love to open us into a prayer. If you'll join. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you for dwelling in our hearts. May we continue to invite you deeper into those places. Lord, thank you for the gift of Nora and her podcast. I just ask that you bless our time together, that you're speaking through me, and that um, the message that you have for these listeners just permeates their heart um, and just touches them and reminds them that you are just embracing them with your love. Um, And Mother Mary, we just lift this prayer up to you. So we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of Amen. name of the Father, Son, and Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okay, Maggie, tell us who you are, where you're from, what you do, and then anything else you want the listeners to know right off the bat about you. Perfect. Well, hey team. My name is Matthew Horton. I am a beloved daughter of our father, a joyful servant of our Lord, and an aspiring vessel of the Holy Spirit. That's good. I like that. Yeah, a little bit about me. I'm from Kansas City, a recent graduate from Kansas State University, go Cats, (laughs) where I received a degree in educational studies. Um, and I'm currently two weeks away from moving to Camp Covecrest, where I will be serving as a full-time missionary with Life Team. And a couple more facts. <laughs> I'm a really big fan of solitude, sobriety, and slowing down because of my desire to live a free and full life. So that's a little bit about me. That was beautiful. <laughs> I like three S's. Thank you. That was good. I feel like I'm going to need to listen to this back because that was just so good. Okay, so the first question is always a very fun one. So today the question is going to be, if you had to work at Life Team for the rest of your life, which role would you like to try forever and why? (laughs) Right, that is a really tough question. I know I would never be a facilities guy. Um, Praise the Lord, because I do not know the first thing about maintenance. Um... But I I feel like I would really want to be involved with the summer camp side and just interacting with missionaries and teens and core members. 
So potentially like the summer camp coordinator role, I think is awesome. But that's also maybe just because I love Mary Kaza and Molly <laughs> McLaughlin so yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> like they're so responsible, but so fun. Yeah. Um, but also low-key, the parish ministry is such a vibe. Mm-hmm. Like being a youth leader at a life team parish would mm-hmm. also be incredible. Yeah. But super fun. I don't have to decide and yeah. I don't have to have a forever plan. And it's just the Lord's will. True. True. <laughs> okay so would you like to tell i don't know why i said our listeners be listeners how we first <laughs> met <laughs> i would love to so to set the scene it's june 25th mm-hmm. 2022 yeah. at the atlanta airport um it was, it was not really a meet cute uh mm-hmm. it was like a really awkward first day at the airport for everyone mm-hmm. because we um met serving at a life team summer camp so we were both on the hospitality team at camp cove crest hey, Hosp girl summer. <laughs> um, so we all arrived at the airport and we all didn't really know what to expect from camp um but like from day one we were just in it together i would say experiencing the epic highs and lows of summer missions side by side um it was a hard goodbye, but um, it was really beautiful to see how the Lord continued to just like develop our friendship, even um, from like miles away. And my first impression of Nora was definitely Harry Styles and Taylor Swift are like core parts of her soul. <laughs> so that was definitely something I remember meeting you right off the bat. And then we drove to camp together. And from there, it was yeah. just the start, start of something new, if you will. Start of something new. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I remember when we were like in that car with Peyton, and I think Catherine was driving us. I was like, "Yep." I was like, "What is happening?" And I was like, "What do I say?" Mm-hmm. For like, sure. Why is this girl wearing all black? Call me out like that. <laughs> It's true, though. I, the listeners, I don't know if you'll, well, your listeners won't be able to see, but I am currently wearing all black. <laughs> she is, guys, cool. she is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, so as a preface for the listeners, we're going to go, like, backwards in time. So we're going to start with this summer and then go, like, backwards. Ugh. <laughs> so... <laughs> You recently finished up part of the summer at Life Team Camp Golden State. Can you first tell us about that camp and then why it's like, or like how it's different than like Cove Crest or Hidden Lake? Yeah, for sure. Um, it was an absolutely incredible experience to serve the Lord and being entrusted to care for his children uh, through that specific mission at Golden State. Just the best time ever. And um, a couple of differences, though. First of all, it's like a desert. <laughs> like, the overall terrain and atmosphere at times was giving Lava Springs from High School Musical 2. <laughs> <laughs> and also, with um, like we were partnering with Whispering Winds, so they were super generous to collaborate and allow us to bring Life Team into their space, which is very different from the camps they have in Georgia um, that Life Team owns. Mm-hmm. But it was really beautiful because St. John the Baptist was interceding for us in a really incredible way. Um, 
So the um, verse, John 1, 23, that says, I'm the voice crying out in the desert, make straight the way of the Lord, um, was like really essential to our mission out there. And the fact that just like St. John, we were a very quirky group (laughs) for bringing Jesus to this desert. And our job was simply to proclaim the gospel and to prepare that way um, for these teens to encounter him and I think something that was really beautiful is that even though it wasn't like a life team owned camp, um, that like life team is more than just a vibe. It's not like a starter pack. It's nothing like that. It's just all of us living into the commitment to the rule of life that allowed that place to be filled with the spirit mm-hmm. and to like closer to the Christ. So good. Yee. I love it. It sounds amazing. Just like, wow. (laughs) Okay, so what was your role first there at Golden State? And that's where we'll start for now. (laughs) Yeah, my role at Golden State was to be on summer staff. So I was kind of like a typical camp counselor walking with the teens through the week. So running through the obstacle course with them going to a session, leading small group, and serving them in a really intentional way. Um, Different from hospitality last summer, where we were more behind the scenes and had encounters with teens, but our job was almost to not be seen, um, (laughs) and to make camp a place that they had no barriers to encounter the Lord. Yeah. So how did did you see the Lord, like, working in the campers campers yeah the campers and like the core members that you encountered yeah for sure um our summer staff uh like coordinator mc would always tell us be not afraid and i saw that within the teens and their hearts again another saint saint mary magdalene was really interceding for us and inviting it the teens and the chaperones into a deeper intimacy with the Lord and to sit at his feet despite um, of like how they come and like who they are. Um, and like that is further the more reason to sit at the Lord's feet, um, which is incredible because I keep saying incredible because mm-hmm. there's just no other word to describe it. It was honestly awesome. Uh, but it was really cool because the theme was real presence and so really focusing on the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. And that is, yeah, just one way that I saw their hearts being moved by the Lord. Was through the Eucharist? hmm Yeah. Do you have any specific examples, or was it more just, like, overall? Mm. I mean, you can just tell throughout the week the teens, when they arrive, arms crossed, not sure they want to be there. And then by the end of the week, they're like falling in love with the mass and they're praying. Uh, they like enjoy that time of prayer. And it's not like at the beginning, they kind of want to like run away and hang with their friends. But <laughs> yeah. they actually like the Lord's presence. Wow, that's so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I feel. I'm just like. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Um, so how did the Lord work in your heart there? Yeah, he was so good. And <laughs> I a large part of my, um, like, yeah, just journey and my prayer during that time was learning to trust 
like it's been learning to trust the Lord, but now learning to let him trust me. Mm. Um, and so our camp director, Kelly Simpson, she's a queen. She spoke to, um, about Peter walking out into the water in Matthew 14. And that story, as Peter falls and loses faith, that he turns to Jesus and like asks to be saved. Like he desires that from the Lord and he trusts that the Lord will save him. But when he was walking, he wasn't trusting that the Lord would work through him, mm-hmm. like you, yeah. um, him to walk. And so that was just really what I was convicted of was like, do I trust that the Lord is working through me, mm-hmm. um, through his grace? And like that he trusts me with this mission. So that was definitely how he was moving. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. This was so... Trust is like one of the things of this podcast, so yeah. Yeah, with the fiat comes a lot of trust. That's for sure. To say yes. Praise to God, that's for sure. Yes. Praise to God. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, also, oh, with trust, like surrender, novena, like all those good novenas, Mm -hmm. litany of trust. Oh, Oh, we love the trust. I die with the litany of trust. Not actually, but spiritually. <laughs> <laughs> spiritually dying to the self with the lineage of trust. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, any favorite mm-hmm. memories from the summer? Yes, we are back with my favorite memory of Camp Golden State. Yeah. And I think it would be the night that we went to the beach so we were graciously hosted by a family who has like a property um next to the beach and so we walked over they had dinner for us we played hacky sack um if you know alex he brought out his guitar of course and so we were sick (laughs) of course we're just like on the sand just enjoying life so fully and yeah, again, just like so joy-filled because of our desire to give to and for the Lord. He continues to fill us. And like we just receive so much more than we can ever hope to give. And it, yeah, it's just a beautiful night. Wow. Would you say like, this isn't from the paper, but this is a question. Um, <laughs> would you say like those moments like that and like other little moments with like, summer staff and just like the chiller moments or like what helped you and like obviously the lord helped you like get through the harder moments Mm. yeah i mean just being filled in that space like being filled with love of his love is like what allows me to pour out i think the moments i felt so overwhelmed or incapable was when I was relying on my own love to give mm-hmm. yeah so through like through our, our prayer in the morning was definitely where it was being filled up so much but then also in those moments to see the gifts that the Lord was giving me and to use that for his kingdom wow so good ah. hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay so now we're gonna go backwards in time a little bit so we're just we're gonna just like rewind <laughs> Um, so how did your yes to the Lord lead you to Camp Golden State? We'll start with that. Yeah, for sure. So after last summer, I mm-hmm. knew I wanted to spend 
and do summer missions just because my heart was transformed my soul was restored i just knew that i applied interviewed was invited to then serve at camp golden state and when i got that email (laughs) i was like yeah well i was like okay that's three weeks and it's not even at a at a real life team camp what <laughs> but i know not the best of me but <laughs> i remained obedient and trusting because the staff is just so rooted in prayer and they're so docile to the spirit i could just trust that i was had pretty low expectations but i was like whatever they yeah like the lord has spoken (laughs) and revealed to them what he desires of me this summer Mm -hmm. and i was exactly where i needed to be yeah and just to see like how yeah i just fell in love with remote camps like we were just such an iconic group we were the perfect cast and we were my favorite chaos it was just electric the vibes of remote camps were incredible like how did i say like oh it's not a georgia camp so therefore the camp's gonna be i don't know weird or funky like it was and it was the best type of weird i loved go with the flow um yeah just the vibe of the group we were funny yeah. And then for the Lord to reveal how he always has more for us, so mm-hmm. much more in store. I couldn't believe we were only there for three weeks just because of how much he was moving in our own hearts and the hearts of all those that we encounter. And so, yeah, just to continue believing that he has more for us. It wasn't like a step backwards. He was actually propelling me further into prayer and into mission even though it was just three simple weeks, he really showed me how much you can do. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's relatable. How much you can do in like such a little time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's crazy. Mm-hmm. The word is crazy. But yeah, you guys had a really like iconic group. Like whenever I think about how many great people were there, I'm just like, ah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I love and miss all so much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm just gonna keep that in for fun. <laughs> okay, so another fun thing you are well, you kind of talked about this in your little intro, but you're gonna be on full time mission teams this year, and you're at Camp Covecrest. So PTL uh, baby. <laughs> Uh, how are you feeling about Camp Govcrest? Because, like, we were there last summer, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm super stoked to be back. Uh, but honestly, like, prior to knowing where I was being placed, I still was very open. Um, yeah, the Lord has such deep designs, and mm-hmm. it's really wonderful how his plans unfold, because... My experience last summer at Cove Crest was just, it really holds like a dear um, spot in my heart because of how much I was changed and transformed. But this past summer, I also had the opportunity to chaperone at Hidden Lake. So I got to witness, like the middle schoolers are so dope and the ministry (laughs) is so necessary. So that was a beautiful opportunity to 
be open to like seeing the goodness that is at Camp Hidden Lake, that wherever the Lord placed me, I would just be like ready and willing to serve him there. Um, but yeah, super excited to be at Cove Crest. I'm excited for you too. Bye. Come visit. I will. <laughs> so how did your yes like lead you to Camp Cove Crest after like graduating last December and like your job at the library, at the school? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did work at a library for a little bit. It was so yeah, fun at one of the Catholic grade schools. It was a hoot and a half. That ended up being a beautiful, um, yeah, and just like in the window of time that I had after graduation and entering into full time, the Lord blessed me with that gift. But to kind of backtrack to where it all started and the call to missions. You could say I had a mini crisis <laughs> when I changed my major the spring of my senior year. <laughs> um, at the time, I desired to be a missionary. I think before I even knew what that meant, I just felt in my heart how I wanted to serve, but I didn't know exactly what that looked like or what roles like would make that possible. So to the listeners, if you're feeling lost, continue to listen to the desires deep in your heart. Let the good shepherd do his thing and trust that there is more available than what you can see and what you can see right now. Uh, Because, yeah, like I didn't even know that mission was possible until I served with Life Team. So then I spent the last semester, I did graduate in four and a half. I did take the little extra half semester. <laughs> in, right? So I spent that asking the Lord to reveal his will. And over that time, my desire for missions just continued to blossom. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because I had this desire of like, okay, I want to serve you, Lord, but I don't know how. Um, but he doesn't ask for robots. <laughs> like he doesn't want to just like, I don't know, like just control and command. But he wanted me to dream with him. And he wanted to reveal that to me and not just me figuring it out on my own. So as a sidebar, 10 out of 10 would recommend summer missions (laughs) or some sort of opportunity to intentionally give your time to the Lord and allow him to speak to you in a way that um, like as you give, you might not experience that in just like the day-to-day corporate world. It takes that service, I think. Um, like that's just a beautiful time that you have uniquely to give to the Lord. Anyways, the sidebar, now we're returning to the original. We just had to hit the tangent. Um, but so, yeah, I opened up the application. I was interviewed, but I still graduated without a job. Um, which was definitely an opportunity to trust the Lord and actively respond in his obedience. And yeah, again, we're like not passively waiting, but we're actively engaged in the obedience, especially when we say yes in our small fiats, like in those small ways, we're drawing near to the Lord. And that allows us to be more attuned and like perceptive to his voice and where he's asking us to say yes in the bigger ways. So 
one of the ways I said yes to the Lord was I withdrew my application to another ministry because I hadn't realized until it was made known to me that that was kind of a plan B that I had. Mm -hmm. And he was asking me to trust him, that to trust him with my life team application or to trust that if not that, it would be something that would be later revealed to me and not of my own grasping. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, Lord, I would love to serve with Life Teen as a full-time missionary. If that is not your will, don't give me the option because I'm going to snatch it up. (laughs) And I got the call uh, with my brother was in the car. We were going through the drive-thru and I literally got the call (laughs) and the rest is history. Wow. Yeah. That's so good. (laughs) I think when you told me that you're going to be full-time, I was like, Wow! Like, I was really excited, but I just, like, was, like, a moment of shock. Yeah? Yeah. What was shocking about it? I didn't know you applied. (laughs) I guess I was so undercover. (laughs) Undercover and all black. (laughs) Yeah, during during the summer, I did kind of keep that to myself. And uh, because I wanted to have that dialogue with the Lord. Mm. Um, like within my own heart, yeah. Yeah. Oh, our meeting's gonna end in ten minutes. Well, let's oh, zip well, these we questions. Can do, we can do ten minutes and then start a new That's Zoom. True. That's true. That's a better idea than whatever I'm thinking. <clears throat> that way, you don't feel rushed. I like what you said about the little fiats, like leading to the big guesses. Cause yeah, that's so so good and so true. Yeah, is there a little way that the Lord is asking you to say yes in your life right now? Just, like, continuing to do as he asks and, like, going going to class and, like, continuing with my major rather than... <laughs> I have a few friends from World Youth Day who are like, yeah, we're going to go to discernment weekend for focus. And I'm like, that sounds amazing. But, like, I know if I were to be a focused missionary, it wouldn't be for another year and a half until I graduate school so Mm. yeah it's like trying not to like like you said trying not to grasp and like do things out of my Mm. own like just like purely my desire but like giving my desires to the lord I mean like okay lord if you're actually calling me to this you'll like call me again in a year and a half yeah that's beautiful thanks for sharing Nora also, now I need to pray about something, because when you said second-guessing, I was like, oh, frick. <laughs> like, with a second-choice like a second choice option. I was like... <laughs> yeah, I was so sneaky. I was, like, in my own head, I'm like, oh, well, like, I'll just have this. Yeah. You know, because there's so much pressure, I think, when I was graduating without a job of... Like, really, you know, casting out your lines and your nets to every option. But I was like, if I wasn't called to life teen, I would have turned to something that the Lord wasn't really actually inviting into. Because he knows my heart. Um, So, like, recognizing things that we have to, we're, like, being asked to let go of. And leaving security on the shore. Yeah. So good. Okay. Well, you have to keep me updated with how your oh yeah your plan where you're at with that. <laughs> okay. Keep me updated. I will. We're not recording for the world. Right. <laughs> so, oh, I'm looking at my question. I don't. 
Were you ever expecting to be a full-time missionary? Oh, no, I was not. <laughs> I remember walking into a joy house where the full-time women live, and a thought came into my mind of like, oh, I could live here one day. And then I was like, no. <laughs> I remember walking. Yeah. I, was, I remember it was not about followed, that. Yeah, it was not followed by oh, for sure, totally, 100%. I just, like, wasn't completely, like, I wasn't diving into that. And I think it was really beautiful because I allowed myself to, like, yeah, I can dream with the Lord. And it wasn't like, oh, I really want this, and so I'm going to make it happen, and that's what I'm, like, craving. It was like, oh, the Lord is asking me to pray about this and to walk with him in it all, which is really beautiful that during the mm -hmm. summer, my heart would like set a blaze with that desire because I think where I was spiritually, I would have like taken that cling to it and not let him into that. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What are you looking forward to? And you can say you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I'm anticipating the most with, a joyful hope is just that I like intend to be changed this year. So I'm not focused on, again, it's like a one year commitment. I'm not focused on what's next because I won't be the same person I am next August. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, like the best things in life are not what I like choose for them to be, honestly, <laughs> like my conversion, like that was like not my original plan. <laughs> So, like, if I'm having this idea of what's next, that's my original plan that, like, the Lord just has such yeah. better idea and better things, and he always has more for us. <laughs> so I'm just excited to be transformed, and, yeah, so it's just really looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening now. Okay, um... Ooh, okay, so I'm going to skip some of this, but ask some of this. So, in college, how did the Lord foster a heart of missionary discipleship in you? That's a great question. I feel <laughs> like I can't necessarily talk about my college faith journey without talking about my conversion. Okay. Because okay, that wait. kind of like... <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's just skip. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nora, later Nora, edit this. So, Maggie, can you tell us your conversion story and how did the Lord lead you to Catholicism? Oh, for sure. I would love to. Come, Holy Spirits. What do you want me to say? Um, my conversion, I love seeing it through the parallels of the story of the road to Emmaus. So, to kind of walk through that step by step you have these two disciples walking the road to Emmaus and for me I considered myself a disciple of the Lord I grew up Protestant non-denominational the idea of faith and living the Christian life were important so when I entered into college I strived to pursue and follow the Lord just like those disciples did yet in this story they're walking back very dejected very sad because the one that they thought would redeem the world 
just died nailed on a cross. Yeah. Like, that's heartbreaking. That's devastating. And in my college journey, I got to a point that I was experiencing a lot of desolation. Mm. And I did not feel the Lord. And asking, why is it so hard to love you, Lord? I felt very abandoned by God in a way that I never have, which caused me to wrestle with the Lord um, for like the first time in my life. Turns out it's a lot better to run to God with all of your less than ideal thoughts and feelings rather than run the other way. (laughs) So I came with him with a lot of questions. Never stop asking questions. I feel like there should always be something challenging you, whether it's challenging you like church doctrine or like what the Lord is asking of you. Be curious. Keep being curious. Keep asking questions. That's so important. Yep. Uh, and so then on that walk back, they invited the Lord into their home. And that reminds me of how the students at my Catholic center, they just really welcomed me into that space. They loved me without an expiration date Mm. and just provided a safe place to investigate the faith. Mm. So a couple of things there. One, invitations are so powerful. Like if you want to evangelize, simply live your life in a way that can only make sense if Christ is the center. And then be a friend invite someone care deeply for them hold their heart and just walk to jesus because he's waiting to to like draw him near to his sacred heart just be a friend i can never tell my conversion story without <laughs> referencing my friend Jen because she is a queen she's currently a focus missionary at the ohio state university um <laughs> that she was that person that invited me to mass and adoration, to all the fun social events, and just allowed me, allowed me to be Protestant <laughs> and like, and but yet to be loved. And she was so devout in her faith that I could draw um, from her example and ask her questions. And then one of her friends uh, recommended these books to read. So if you are interested in growing in your faith or you're learning about Catholicism in a new way, and maybe for the first time, uh, the book, three books, Confessions of a Mega Church Pastor by Alan Hunt. Two, Why We're Catholic by Trent Horn. And three, Rome Sweet Home by Scott and Kimberly Hahn. Those are the trifecta. I will say though, kind of the book that pr- was like a, primer for all of that was Return of the Prodigal Son mm-hmm. by Henry Nowen. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely recommend that. But again, so yes, welcomed into their home, feeling safe to, yeah, just like ask those questions and dive in. Mm-hmm. And from there in that space is where you see the breaking of the bread and through the sacraments, um, You'll definitely have to edit out all the times I say, um. <laughs> oh, I say, um, so many times in my own speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweet. Well, let me know. Are you still recording or do you need to start that? Yes, I just started it again, so. Okay, perfect. Well, I'll just pick up where you left off. Sounds good. <laughs> Everybody's attacking us, but it's okay. Those 10 minutes are up, apparently. The Lord is our defender. Mm-hmm. So, Yes. Uh, allowed myself to receive that love, a gift that was revealed 
through the church, uh, but not immediately. Uh, like the Eucharist in that faith, like it wasn't necessarily like right away that like, oh, everything just clicked. Mm-hmm. It was gradual transformation of the heart. Um, but yeah, for so long, I wanted to know Jesus, but it was in the Eucharist that I was known by him. Mm-hmm. And that was my starting point. And then the disciples realized that was Jesus with us the whole time. Uh, (laughs) And that was me. I've been going to adoration for years and to recognize, wow, the Lord was there the whole time. Mm. Yeah. And he was journeying with me and I was never alone. Um, And yeah, then from there, the disciples returned to Jerusalem and they're like asked to run and enter with joy um, from this miracle that's available to all of us. And yeah, it was just, so that's where I'm at right now. It's like running into Jerusalem. (laughs) It froze for a second. So that's why I was like, (laughs) (laughs) that was so beautiful. Your story is so beautiful. It's just like every time I'm just like, Praise God. Yeah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Receive on Jamesy. <laughs> oh, flashbacks. Okay. Um, you kind of already talked about all this. You did a very good job at summing up all my madrillion questions into like a paragraph. <laughs> well, I think because your questions are so beautiful because it shows how how much like you know me which is such a gift as a friend (laughs) to feel like that um and so they just like are woven into my story so thank you for that you're welcome um okay so what are some tips that you have for catholics in the world today yeah for sure how to be a disciple in a world that is not our home. <laughs> Who things? Oh, sorry. Hopefully my audio is not crazy. Things are happening. It's fine. Two things. Having a rhythm of prayer and frequenting the sacraments. Mm. Really, it's all about giving the Lord permission to love you mm. and opening yourself to the graces to respond well to his love. Yeah, I heard beautifully a quote for the first time this summer that he does not ask for more of us. He asks for all of us. Ooh, that's so good. Yeah. So if you're finding it difficult to be a Christian, that's natural. If you're finding it burdensome, you're probably carrying too much. And in Matthew, I can't remember if it's 11, 14, one of those, Um, somewhere in Matthew, um, how the Lord reminds us that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Mm -hmm. So if you're feeling like you're carrying the the weight of being a Christian in the world, he wants to take that off of you. Like Mm -hmm. he wants to give you grace to, to navigate this world, which I think yeah, by maintaining a rhythm of prayer and frequenting the sacraments is where we can start to receive that. So, like, what does that look like practically? 
attending mass on Sundays and Holy Days of Obligation. I always think it's really cool to make the commitment to go to a daily mass at least one other day of the week, if not more. I agree on that one. Uh huh. <laughs> you go to confession once a month mm-hmm. and praying every day. Mm-hmm. And as a full time missionary, our rhythm of prayer looks like <laughs> a holy hour, liturgy of the hours in the morning, um, which is a lot. And it's okay if you're not there. <laughs> like, you can it's start okay. as small as possible. Like, the heroic minute, you know, getting out of bed, saying an Our Father, and like bringing your petitions to the Lord for that day mm-hmm. and asking the grace for Him to expand your prayer. But giving him, um, like, first and foremost, offering that day to him and a morning offering or whatnot. But again, just starting um, your day in prayer and allowing him to expand that time and lead you in prayer um, because he wants to embrace you. Do not resist his gaze. Um, so that is definitely, yeah. So rhythm of prayer, frequenting the sacraments. Another thing that I think is important, especially for college students, is becoming familiar with the concept of freedom within boundaries. If you've never heard that before. I've never heard that before. Please explain. <laughs> you can consider, like, um, like, at recess, at a playground, if you tell kids, like, oh, you can't, go you know like too far you have to stay close to us Mm -hmm. they're probably going to operate very like maybe they just stay at the basketball hoop right they like Mm -hmm. don't want to go too far because they don't know exactly how far to go but if you give them a fence and you can say play up into the fence they have so much more freedom to just play freely because they know like the line they're not supposed to cross Mm -hmm. there's so much no doubt there's no questioning there's no like am I going to be punished if I do too much uh, there's that boundary um and a couple ways that a couple like examples from college life um sobriety so when it comes to alcohol um in our life teen rule of life we have a two drink limit which allows people the freedom to engage like and have alcohol if they're of the legal limit, but again, like limit, they have that two, those two drinks so that they aren't going off that and all of the kind of consequences that can come from excessive indulgence in drugs. And yeah, so seeing that within alcohol, um, another thing for me is having a bedtime. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, like being able to say like this is where I'm stopping for the night because sleep is so important and rest is so important. Even if I, I know for me, I was a very high achieving student and I would like work into the wee hours of the morning, doing things. And that was not what the Lord was asking of me. Like he wants me to have balance and to be able to say no and not make work and busyness an idol. Um, another boundary is like media. I'm I'm off the grid. I am not on any socials, and yes, I love she's it. Off the grid. I, I'm such a big advocate for that. She's giving off the grid. 
<laughs> in my all black. I, uh, I am a hermit, actually. actually <laughs> Just kidding. Works for the FBI. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually undercover. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like media, like maybe a like two episode limit, right? Like how many of us binge watch an entire of a show? Yeah. Like those are just examples of how you don't necessarily have to like cold turkey cut yourself off of these things, but allowing us to resist the temptations of the flesh and to invite the Lord into these good things that he has given us, those boundaries. And again, like to ask and reflect like, where am I not providing limits or where am I placing something higher Mm -hmm. than the Lord? And being cognizant of that, I think, draws us into prayer more. It allows us more, like, um, yeah, just gives us the capacity to frequent the sacraments. And it's a way that you can live the Christian life in context that other people aren't. So, like, I would love going out to the bars in my college town and having a great time but it wasn't because I was drunk but it was because I was full of life and of love word yeah uh that's just one way um yeah there's just so much freedom in that in living out the faith yeah everything is good in moderation or yeah in the right context depending on what you're thinking about (laughs) yeah okay we're going to close in a little prayer. This time, I'll pray. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you so much for the gift of Maggie and the joy of her story and just her conversion and the ways you've led her to you and the ways you've led her to say her yes. Please let her story impact my listeners and just like teach them Teach them something new today and teach them how to love you more. Lord, we ask for all of this in your most holy name. Amen. Father, Amen. Hey, flipping mad. Woohoo! <laughs> okay, I'm gonna pause the recording. Bye! Wait, say bye. Bye! <laughs>